The Live Radio Project was our last best hope for news. A self-contained podcast two hours long, located in neutral territory. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads, community members and developers. A shining beacon in space, all alone on a Tuesday night. It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite. The year's space legs came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Lavian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place? Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 349 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Sophia, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford. And joining me in the orange side of the bar for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Aidley Weiss, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. It's all yellow! Oh. Okay. Uh, we have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. And we also have our Staff Liaison Officer, uh, Commander Psykit. Hello. Hello. Um, now, if you wish, you can join us live. Where Are you hanging out in, uh, around Lave Station, Ben? I am making my way to Lave Station as we speak, so I am doing a quick pop-off at Jameson Memorial, so please don't gank me. Cool. Uh, and if you can't join us in-game, you can join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat or go to Facebook or go to YouTube. We should be live there. So let's have a run around the team. It's been a while. Well, since we've we've done a, a normal episode, really. So we'll we'll, stand, we'll start with uh, Commander Psychit. Have you been for, well, a week and a bit? A week and a bit. I've been, um, I've been good. I've been good. We, um, it just like not doing a lot, playing games, you know, the usual, playing computer games and then playing some more computer games, occasionally editing some videos, um, that kind, that kind of thing. All very sedentary. Sit, I sat in front of my computer. We did, however, today, which was very, very nice. Um, today is, um, the anniversary of, um, the my, my base in Elite Dangerous is called Micah's Rest, and it's named after um, a cat that basically saved my life, and then she passed away. And it's a long story, and I've cried about it far too many times today. Um, but we we went and visited that, uh, visited Micah's Rest today, and had a little had a little moment, and it was really really nice. And I'm just really really grateful for Frontier um, for 
giving me the opportunity to have something like that in the game that I can go and remember her by is is is, is very sweet and um all emo I had a bit of an emotional day, but I'm fine now. It's fine now. At least that's something. Um Ben, what have you been up to for the last bit? Oh sort of last bit. I think the most exciting thing that I've done is probably I've actually gone to the cinema, I've gone to a restaurant, and I've mm. eaten a meal in a restaurant. Um, I, I kind of... I went to see um, oh Black Widow over the weekend with my family, um, and then went out for dinner at, the, at the, one of the restaurants in the cinema area, and I was like, you know what? I haven't had ribs or a proper steak in over in over a year so i wind up getting like this absolutely mentally massive um oh mixed grill i ate mm-hmm. every bit of it and it was delicious i was just like i haven't had this for so long it's so good it's so good and i had the first beer i've had in probably almost as long and that was good too well a beer that's not uh not out of a bottle you mean i as a rule of thumb i don't drink beer out of out of bottles you know, it's kind of draft or desperation for me. <laughs> draft or desperation. <laughs> Fair enough. Commander Shan, uh, are you back off holiday or are you still on holiday? Um, I'm off work on holiday, but we are embarking on day trips rather than our um, long run. So basically, um, last week, well, from last Saturday, we drove to the Cotswolds, saw some friends there on the Saturday, stayed overnight at a really nice hotel at Kidderminster, then drove from Kidderminster up to Gretna Green, Mm -hmm. uh, where we did the show from on the Sunday. And then, um, I'll tell you what, Scotland is a weird place now. Okay. We, well, well, we went. We went instead of just going from um, Gretna Green across to Newcastle on the main road. We decided to go up into the borders and then round through Bamborough Castle and that way. And on the way, we passed through Selkirk, uh, which was a lovely little town. And however, everything was shut. It was like England used to be when we had proper lockdown last year. And it was so strange coming from, you know, a wide open place with shops open and generally sort of back to normal to going back to a place in complete lockdown. And then we went across to Kelso, which I wanted to go to because it was the name of the chief surgeon in Scrubs. But anyway, went to Kelso, uh, which was a bit more open. And uh, then from Kent, Kelso to Bamborough Castle, and uh, got really lucky there actually because we saw saw a pod of dolphins mm-hmm. uh, jumping and playing around just just off the beach. So that was really cool. Uh, saw Mrs. Shan's aunt and uncle in Sheffield, then York, and then back again. So yeah, it was it was quite a trek really. Um, and we arrived back on. Thursday, I think it was, we, we arrived back from that 900 and something mile trek. Yeah. Did I don't you... suppose you went via Hoyk, did you? While you were I... going through the borders? Um, we went through, uh, well, Kelso was the last place we stopped at, but then before Bamborough Castle. Um, oh, sorry, we went to um, went to a place, oh, I've forgotten the name now, it's the famous battle. Uh, Mr. Shan's ancestor got knighted there. 
No, no, it wasn't Bannock Burn. It began with F. Um, that's, that's up in Sterling. But that's I think it, of the more famous battles that you know that have taken place in Bannockburn is like the most famous one. Yeah, but there's no one in the borders. We ever won. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so yeah, um, uh, this particular battle, it was it was uh, when the King James, I think it was, of Scotland, got killed, and uh, her ancestor was knighted there uh, for chopping up lots of Scots people. Uh, well, the, it does seem that Flodden Field does seem Flodden. to be the. That's the place. Yes, Flodden. Yes. Uh, thanks to Carumba and Little Begin for um, re-educating me on the story of Scotland, which is this horrible little blue book which I had memorised when I was a kid. Yes, so so we, we well we it was um it was Mr. Shan's uh, ancestor um went when was knighted there. He I don't was, know. I am deeming this offensive, and I think I should ban you. Oh, don't start. Um, no, it was, it was really interesting because he fought and chopped up lots of Scots people. Yeah, that's where, offensive as a Scots person. Not in the 1500s. It was seen as good sport then. But anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, he was Bear 64. that one in mind. He, he was 64 when he fought in this battle and got knighted for it. So it yeah, shows... That is actually... Yeah, which for the 1500s was quite old, I think. Yeah. But anyway, he, he unfortunately did die of his wounds some three months later, so they kind of got their revenge in the end. Anyway, so yeah, it was really strange going to going to Flodden, and they had a quite good map there, which outlined the, the ebb and flow of the battle, so you could kind of imagine it. And it just looked like a, a field with hills, and it was really hard to see where the battle was. But yeah, so that's where we went. So yes, we had a history history lesson as well as celebrating Mr. Shan's ancestor. Excellent. Um, let's see what I've been up to for the last week or so. Um, basically, I've got a crunch happening at work, which um, basically for, for those of you who are not in the IT industry, it means basically I've got to work a lot to uh, make sure a product comes out in time. <sighs> it happens. Uh, Nothing that can be done about it. Frontier, basically, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> to say the truth, I'd, you and I have had this discussion before about game developers and normal developers, oh, and yeah. uh, I'm Maybe sorry. Not as bad as that. Yeah, I, I'm having seen some games companies or interviewed for some, for some games companies. I'm glad that I'm not a game developer because the the culture and the crunch is something else. Yeah, you and, and me both, mate. Uh, <laughs> isn't isn't the crunch permanent in games companies? Pretty much. Um, you normally end up with, I think, six in a three-year project. I reckon you end up with um, six months of easy time or normal time, as we call it, or um, <laughs> then it's two and a half years of crunch. <laughs> yeah, but also the turnaround in staff for games company because uh, my, my my cousin um, did some of the uh, background art for Alien Isolation. Mm -hmm. And um, he said the turnaround for staff is tremendous at games companies, A, because of the crunch, and mm -hmm. B, what happens is they hire you for a project, and then when the project goes, you go usually, unless mm -hmm. you're particularly useful or skilled. So there's an enormous turnaround. Yeah, well, I mean, that is one... Uh, just to turn it quickly back to Frontier, that's one thing that they normally don't do. They try and hang on to people, don't they? Well, there was a number of people who'd been there for a good amount of years. Now, what we don't know is what happened to Sandro Samarco and, and people like that. They got moved on to, in oh. quotes, mysterious projects. Yeah, uh, but they're still at Frontier. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, 
Well, we, we can only assume so, and then but they weren't buried under the patio of the new frontier building. Well, um, maybe maybe it was true that Sandro did get eaten by a dinosaur. I thought that was Michael Brooks because wasn't he wasn't he on this stage at Frexpo to talk about Jurassic Park? Yeah, he was on the yeah, but there was a suspicious in the first front and the first Jurassic Park trailer, the first person to get chomped looked suspiciously like Sandro's Sandro Samarco. But we digress. Um, I have to start that up again. I haven't noticed that. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, we've got suggestion. Um, apparently, people are saying that they've got similar issues in other in government departments at the moment. I know your pain because it's a government department kind of that I'm putting things in for. Um, right, in other news or development news, rather. Well, um, obviously, because we've been away last Tuesday, we missed the Super Cruise news, and we had the Super Cruise news today. Um, they didn't touch on much in the super in today's super cruise news. It was mostly going over a lot of the um, commander creations stuff that came out um, uh, on Friday, uh, which was a lot of three D printed stuff. Did anybody else notice that? It seemed to be. How's that go? Yeah, yeah, models effectively. Yeah, and, and also including a rather rather nice demonstration of of. Um, uh, how to use th- uh, 3D printed models in a, in a most constructive way. Chan? Um, I was about to say with the, with the Lego, I mean, the other thing I did while I was on the holiday is I brought the Lego International Space Station as a bit of a thing, oh. which is really cool, which is really good. But anyway, mm. with, with Lego, isn't there a program that you can scan an image and it turns it into a parts list for Lego to make? Or am I dreaming? I do know that. I know that there is um, a a program which will, if if you put a three D CAD design in, it will do that. In fact, I'm sure that that's one of the things that the this guy who's been doing the uh, um, the Orca. I think it was it was the Orca this week that. um, Yeah, he came up with that, which to tell you the truth is really, really nice. But apparently, is is very expensive because you've got to buy the model, the the Lego pieces specifically. So you can't just go to Legoland and like pick them off models or anything. No, they've worked at all the bits that you need. It's just that you've got to then go out and buy all those bits, and buying specific Lego bricks is quite expensive. I, I, I wish that Lego offered a a reasonable service for I need this plex. Um, well, well, proper Lego suits really expensive as well, isn't it? Because not I, really. What the, the full size? Have... What the full size Star Destroyer at six hundred pounds? Yeah. And I think about probably about four hundred pounds of that is because of the Star Wars license. You look at things that are Lego's own IPs, and they are so much less expensive than IP-based products. Also, the Lego Star Destroyer is massive. That too. Yeah, that's a, it's got a lot of bits to it. Yeah, you you know you can forget your Lego Death Star at that point. This is this is this is. Unbelievable. Let me guess, it does it give, have some unique minifigures that are only available due, using Oh the... yes. Oh yes. <laughs> oh they know how to they know how to get a that pound that, that extra pound out of you, don't you? 
I mean, you, you say that. I mean, it is, it is pretty big, but I've got some model kits that are as now as expensive. You, you, as you've got bigger. No, no, bigger ones. It's just, it's just interesting. I think it's a rarity value because when they first came out, I looked at buying two Star Destroyers, one to make and one to keep, factoring in that if I kept the one to keep long enough, it would pay for both of them. Yeah, you're, pro- you're probably probably right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same as uh, um, rationale as people buying two Xbox X's at the moment, holding on to one and using one and then selling yeah. it. Which uh, effectively, I think at the moment, will give you a free Xbox. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with Katiana, who's saying, give me Mega Blocks any day of the week. And my experience of non Lego Lego, as it were, is cheap and nasty. Um, like the men, the, the, the Lego men just feel horrible. The bl- bricks don't seem to fit together properly. <laughs> um, yeah, cheap. It's I don't know. I don't know what they do differently and how they can cock it up so much, but they do. Eldest um, Mini Shan may or may not have acquired some Lepin models. Oh yeah, which. They go together all right, and but the, the packaging is just like I don't care about the packaging. Someone, it's someone, the quality of the bricks. Oh, the the quality. They, they make up a proper model and stuff like that. But I, I just kind of, I, I just told him off when he may or may not have got it, and saying, "Look, the Lego people spent years and years and years designing this and packing all the bits, and you're not rewarding them for their work." Anyway, um, we we will say that. Yeah, uh, Beefist one two one three um, is the commander in uh, who does all these uh, Lego ships, and he's put all his builds online. So if you want to build your own um, Lego ship, you can check them out. Uh, we will find the details and put them in the show notes. Uh, and I must admit, I am jealous of Stealthiest, who, who managed to put a um, a three D printed Python in in his, his PC, and um, the three D printed Cor- uh, Coriolis station. That was fantastic. Is that the oh. one that opens up? Yeah. yeah, you can see the stuff inside. That's amazing. I don't. He's done such a good job with that. It's so good. I mean, I'm trying to work out what is it actually made out of because it looks okay. metallic. What was that, Shan? Um, presumably, it's made out of metallic. It's either painted metallic, isn't it? Normal yeah. Lego bricks, and you'd paint them. You you you'd paint no, them. No, um, I didn't think that was Lego. Was I thought it was a three D printer, the Coriolis. Yeah, the three D yeah, printer. You still paint them. You still paint it. You'd, you'd use you'd use um, something like AK Extreme Metals or something to get the. Uh, to get the paint. So uh, the, that's effectively what they covered, apart from one thing that we'll, we'll be discussing in depth later. Um, now, last the last Tuesday's uh, uh, stream, Super Cruise Forty, uh, that did cover a couple of the issues that um, uh, people have been having with uh, with Odyssey. Um, however, a an interesting thread came out of that, which went along the lines of, the title was, um, latest stream has more dislikes than likes. F, death, are you listening? Um, ben, you brought this up. Uh, did you monitor that uh, that thread? Oh, I did about two weeks ago. 
Yeah, so I, I did. It was interesting, and I'm trying to remember what was being said. I did notice that on today's thread, at least on new, on today's Super Cruise news, it was also at least 50-50, though I haven't checked what the most recent numbers are. Um, if I remember correctly, I think there were some responses from Sally and people like that basically saying, yes, we are listening. Um I I can't remember what it was though that I was going to if I was if there was a point I was going to make about it I can't remember what it was I just remember noticing it and thinking there's some good discussion going on there. Yeah, it was it was um uh, Shan, go on. Well, I wanted to uh, I wanted to say that before we get into the more serious parts of the show, um, I am taking a leaf out of uh, football this week. Is I am a Shan of two halves. I am going to be like a angel Shan. I'm going to be like a devil Shan. So I won't be completely negative. I'm going to try and present a balanced, thoughtful view rather than being reactionary and whatnot. So I'm trying to be balanced. So Can we take a thing out of football and give you red cards? <laughs> no. Psychic. Like no now penalty now either. Ben covered what I was going to say is fine. <laughs> Sorry, Psychic. <laughs> and no penalties either. We've all had enough penalties. I lost. I, I love the penalties. I thought they were great. It's just a shame that they had to play for that long before it got to them. Well, you just have a penalty shootout and then go home. Yeah. Twenty minutes. Yeah. That's a most yeah, balls to it. They just present <laughs> five young men ready to kick a ball at a goal. Saves all the rigmarole from the beginning. It'll be over in five minutes. Job done. All down the pub. I. You know, I think you're actually onto something there, Psychit. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's going to be a thing. You wait for it; it'll be a thing. I, I yeah, I like this idea. <laughs> right, moving on from Lave Radio Soccer's uh, section. Um, right, yeah, we've already got suggestions that the people should have been playing musical chairs. Any any other way? Any other suggestions on how that could have Dodgeball. been resolved? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Dodgeball would oh Brit could you imagine if they had British Bulldogs going up there? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm oh, on board. That, that would be so that would be so awesome. I'd love that. Isn't British Bulldogs banned in the playground? Only from oh everything's banned in playgrounds. Yeah, you can't <laughs> smoke anymore as well. What's what's life come to? Not even It's spitting. It's spitting. Spit, no, um right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, right. Um, moving on from uh, the Super Cruise news, um, on Thursday, um, Arth put an announcement on about a statement of harassment on the Frontier Forums. Uh, now, this came practically out of nowhere because um, if there has been harassment, it, in my view, on the forums anyway, it must have the mods have been either been doing a good job of hiding it or basically there's been a lot of nasty private messages flying about. Um, their statement um, <laughs> basically says that they're not going to stand for um, personal attacks on either the developers or the, um, uh, or the CMs or, going forward and before there used to be a, a point system where people would serve out time uh, not being allowed access to the forums and now they're just going straight for a blanket ban so um ben do you want to go first on this one 
Might be better if I go last on this one, I think. Fair enough. Um, Shan? Well, I, when, when I saw this, I think it, it popped up when I was still away, and it, my first reaction is, what? Um, but then I kind of did some more digging around and um, discovered that actually what Frontier were doing is they were simply restating existing policy for the forums. And that, because when I first read it, I thought, well, hang on a minute, a Frontier taking the decision away from the moderation team and disempowering them and you know, becoming the Stasi and all that sort of stuff. But what they actually said, they're restating an already existing policy. Um, and, and that made me feel better about it, to be fair. You know, it's just, but I, I did feel the wording was perhaps a bit too, what's the word? I won't say panic inducing, but it, it, it probably put in such a way as it didn't read like it was restating existing policy. It read like it was creating a new policy. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it was said from the, the exact phrase, which uh, I think got a lot of people. Uh, uh, well, it, it basically said, from this point forward, post that attack, insult, accuse, or deemed harmful towards individual members of staff will result in a permanent ban from the channels they're posted on. That's forums, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. This includes, but is not limited to, private messages to the personal social accounts of staff members. Uh, remember, going forward, that that those you are addressing are real people and frustrations surrounding a video game are not a justifiable reason to attack another person's mental health and well-being. Now, um, psych it. Um, I read the post. I tweeted out the post. Um, lots of people responded. Some people with incredibly terrible takes. Um, one person who has since now been banned from Twitter because of his incredibly terrible takes and vitriol. And my personal opinion of the, the whole thing that's, um, that's gone on is if your first reaction to, to, to saying, um, oh, please don't be, a, be an arsehole, basically, and we're going to... Um, We'd like you to be nice to people or face the consequences. If your immediate response is, I want to be able to say whatever the hell I want without consequence, then that just makes you a garbage person. Mm. Um, and I saw quite a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it, um, I actually put this. A lot of people seem to have um, taken it as a, some way that to use as an excuse to crack down on... Um, unfavorable opinions about the present situation and from what i've seen is that i i don't feel that they are cracking down on people with unfavorable opinions otherwise the forums would be dead yeah <laughs> to be honest the other thing that I would say is that I didn't watch Super Cruise News because um, I was trying to complete the stupid amount of missions that I took, so I was still streaming at the time. Mm. But um, I had people who were in both of my chats, and they, um, my my very good stalwart mod, who is there all the time, said that he was looking through the chat, and the only things that he saw being deleted from the chat was the kind of stuff that he would have de deleted from my chat. Um, and, you know, just don't be an arsehole. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, I think, it, in my opinion, it's more along Will Wheaton's law that 
that yes, absolutely. Um, that is is important when it comes to this kind of thing. Um, so I guess that brings us round to Ben. Now you had um, uh, you had a, a couple of things to say about this, didn't you? Yeah. So I I'll preface this by saying I am one hundred percent believer in don't be a dick and nobody's got a right to harass anyone. Um, I think that one of the th- the reasons this probably came about is because Dr. Ross received a bunch of nasty messages on their Twitter. Mm. Um, and who knows what's going on on the forums. I know, you know, I'm friends with a bunch of the mods, and I know that they are very, very, very active. My concern is this is giving a volunteer moderator the ability to shut anybody up on the forums, potentially without recourse. And I wanted to ask Arthur, what can be done about this? You know, if I feel I've been, if I feel I've been said something and I feel I've been unfairly um, dealt with, how do I, you know, how, how yeah. do I, how do I, how do I appeal to this? Yeah. And you know, Paul Crowther, very quick, Paul Crowther, yeah, Crowther, very quickly responded with, you can appeal by sending an email to community at frontier.co.uk. Um, and as far as I was concerned, that was my main concerns dealt with. Although, and as, as I've said, I am friends with a bunch of the mods, but I also know that the mods are only human. And if person X who has been hacking moderator Y off Moderator Y is going to read 90% of anything Person X says in a negative light. And so there might be, there might be more of a potential to, to go and moderate them potentially unjustifiably. And that was my chief concern. Um, oh. there was so also, you, yeah? Go on. No, carry on. I also had an element of concern... So I don't think I, I'm not seeing it happening, and I didn't really think it would happen. But if, for sake of argument, the mods did go on a power trip, then it would turn the forums into an echo chamber of everybody either being too scared to ask any questions or just being a bunch of of yes men, and that's not going to be good or helpful for Frontier either. Uh, now, this isn't—we've not seen any evidence of that happening, and I don't think it will happen. I think that's great, uh, and I think the ability to send an email to community at frontier.co.uk on the assumption that the community managers deal with it in a timely fashion. That's great too. I have had one concern that apparently under the new forums, when Mm -hmm. you're banned, you're banned from everything, including the ability to send PMs on the forum. So you have to... Send an email, as you've just said. You have to send an email. Uh, whereas you used to be able to send a PM to ARF or something like that. Yeah. So, 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 sorry, Ben, I, I don't see what the problem is. So you, they can still send an email, though, right? There's not. They can, a... they, they can send an email. Okay, cool. Um, and that's fine on the assumption that Frontier deal with it in a timely fashion. It is a question because I know that I've sent emails to community before and the problem is, is they're snowed under. Uh, I don't know what the response time is to be honest 
so yeah the main point that you've got ben is that you've got no problem with people uh being banned for uh being insulting oh yeah i mean if i yeah. don't call somebody a dick or whatever i would expect to be banned and that would be only right yeah the uh, thing is, the thing is that you think that there is too much leeway that could lead to people there is potential being banned leeway. unfairly yeah there is potential leeway uh there mm. is potential for abuse um oh i was gonna um what you know how is this going to be dealt with on facebook and twitter i don't know or youtube for that matter i mean i guess you just ban somebody from the youtube or from talking on frontiers youtube i would Im imagine yeah I mean, and it doesn't stop them com uh, people complaining on or uh, personally attacking people on Reddit or um, on any other channel, to be honest. It doesn't. It? It doesn't. There, no. there is, I think, um, one of the key reasons I think why this has also been done is, you know, from speaking to my to two mods who are my friends, they've had people who have gone off and, you know, gotten a 30-day infraction for saying something. They've come right back in again said something equally objectionable and it's not a 30 day infraction okay and, you know it's like well just stop being you know just ban them already and i can i can understand the whole call to insta ban yeah um i guess the only thing i would have maybe liked to have seen instead of this is a only a frontier cm can do the insta banning you know, the moderator can maybe recommend somebody for Instaban, but only a CM could do it or something like that, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Chan, now you have an update from Obsidian Ant on something similar to this, haven't you? Um, yes. Um, earlier on today, a message went out purporting to be from Obsidian Ant. Um, I won't read it out, but basically the message said that people had been banned in game from the stuff played on YouTube and Twitch and he was disappointed, etc. Uh just want to say that this was a forged or faked message and Obsidian Ant did not post it at all. So if you see this particular post, and it's obvious which one it is because it hasn't got a tick next to it, um, it is not from Obsidian Ant. So please don't stomp on the ant the post because it wasn't him was this post put onto up on the forums then um i believe it went out on uh twitter or... super cruise news live streams Sean. yeah it was yeah, it was on that yeah mm. so yeah okay. say, nothing it wasn't didn't have a tick next to it so it wasn't from the ant yeah um, so I mean, it one of the things I've seen on the forums, and a lot of people are now taking the thing of, oh, I'll probably get banned for this, but dot, dot, dot. And I must admit, I'm there thinking, yeah, you might have a problem with the game, and you might make a legitimate complaint about the game, but as you have not insulted any of the staff members, um, you're not going to get banned for that. I mean, Sally did post a couple of things, of the, the stuff that they... I've had to deal with, which you know is is quite uh, representable, reprehensible, rather. Let me pronounce that correctly. Um, but yeah, I think some people have have just taken this too far the other way. Anyway, so I think we will leave the um, uh, the harassment behind and move on to. I think is. 
I think the next thing is um, the big announcement that happened on Monday. I think this is the uh, the closest thing um, that we've had for a big announcement for a while. And it was from David Braben himself. Uh, and we've got um, uh, Beetlejuice to read out uh, the statement. So um, if Commander Ventura could be so kind. Greetings, Commanders. With the release of Update 5 on the 1st of July, plus a few smaller server-side updates since, and Update 6 currently in development, I wanted to take a moment of your time to talk about the next steps for Elite Dangerous. We are aware and fully accept the frustration that many of our players have had with their experience of Elite Dangerous Odyssey. The community have spoken. We have heard the feedback clearly, and we will act on that feedback. As you may remember in our recent development article, the significant amount of updates and development effort that's been done to fix and improve issues since the launch of Odyssey has meant work on our console release has not progressed as quickly as we'd hoped. What's more, we can see that the strides we've made through the last five major updates are positive, but we must continue on with this progress to give the experience that you and we expect on PC. With those things in mind, we spent a lot of time discussing and re-evaluating our previous plans and we have made the decision to prioritise the core PC experience for Elite Dangerous. Ultimately, we believe it is right to focus our efforts on the core Elite Dangerous Odyssey for the platforms that we have released on before opening up to more. We know that the work that we do to improve players' experiences of Elite Dangerous Odyssey on PC will benefit other platforms in the future. But the dates and details of the console platforms are going to change. We do not want to rush into confirming any dates or changes this has on our console release, as we must remain fully focused on the core Elite experience. Only when we feel that the foundation of the PC release is solid will we be able to relay our console roadmap on top. Elite Dangerous Odyssey is an important step on a complicated journey and we must get this right before we can consider moving onto these new platforms. So what does this actually mean for Elite Dangerous and Elite Dangerous Odyssey? It means that we will see more game updates over the coming months. We will continue to work through Issue Tracker, fix bugs and improve performance, but we will also be able to explore and add additional features, content and improvements into the game. We will continue to give open monthly development updates where we discuss work in progress content, challenges, the issue tracker and more. We know that the previous levels of detail for the roadmap and developer update have not met expectations, but we're grateful for your patience while we shift and adjust plans in the face of such clear feedback. Please remember that our team here at Frontier are working hard to support the game and our community. Behind every bug fix, design decision and community post is a person who cares a lot about giving our players best possible experience. I would ask that everyone remains calm and respectful when sharing their thoughts and feedback. We all have the same goal and we will get there together. Please bear with us. 07 Commanders. Oh, there we have the words from uh, David Braben. And we know from Arthur that um, he actually doesn't have it filtered. He puts it out as it is and 
<laughs> maybe somebody just make sure that that um, it glances out, but um, it comes straight from him. So the upshot of all this, it does seem that they're going to start doing uh, more PC updates, more PC, PC patches, uh, but because of that, the console versions are going to be set back even further. Um, we'll go around and get some initial reactions from the team. Um, let's try with Shan. Yes, uh, fair and balanced, Shan, here. Um, so the, the angel, Shan, uh, read through this and said, great, we've finally got some response from David Braben and they're finally taking things seriously enough to delay the console re release um, to try and fix what's happening with Odyssey. So that, that part of Shan gave a thumbs up. The evil Shan uh, read it as a lot of marketing speak and wondered if the real reason why they delayed the console release was because they couldn't get it past the certification tests. So be which Shan you like, but it, it was good to get a response anyway. Okay. Um, ben. Oh, no, Psychic. Sorry. In response to what Shan said, um, just to clarify, this is exactly what you wanted and you're still not satisfied. Um, no, sorry, I'm not going into this side. I've wanted to leave, to leave that side behind. If you want to talk about what I believe that means, <laughs> please feel free to take, to take it off because it will take a while. But I'm, what I'm I will, good. I'm good. What, yeah, well, what, what I say in this area, I am an expert in real life, okay? And I'm more than happy to spend time with people doing this, but, but it's not what I, I wanted to happen for that. It's, it's good. It's, you know, he's, he's posted. He's good, he's posted. That's a half a thumb up, but it's not what we're talking about. Two different things. Anyway, okay. Sure, perfect. I was really happy with it. Um, I thought um, it, was, it was honest and um, it was what a lot of the community needed to hear, um, in, in my opinion. Um, I, had, I spoke to console players who were super, super um, happy about the situation as well. So um, I didn't speak to a, I didn't speak to like I, I'm not gonna for one second say that I speak for the whole community. You know I'm never going to say that. But I spoke to a good handful of people who from different console and um, uh, uh, like PC players who well dis well disappointed that we weren't going to be able to play together. Think that it's a much more pragmatic um, approach to see. Um, more people, um, more time devoted into making it a much more stable, um, a stable program and working for console and taking the time that they need rather than um, rushing through. And I want to say a sprint, but I've probably got that entirely wrong. Um, I only, I'm only married to a, um, to a developer, sorry. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it, I was I was super um, I was super chuffed to see um, that there was stuff that was actually um, addressed, and that 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 console release date was no longer sort of hanging in the ether. Although I have still seen people going um, into into different chats, going, "Have we had any update on when the console release date is going to be?" Like as recently as today, and it's just like, just read it, read all the things, please. Yeah. Um, Shan, do you want to go back to this? Um, what I was about to ask is that it was always understood that when the console release came, Horizons would be phased out. 
So does that mean with the delay to the console release, we will get Horizons for a bit longer? Do we, do we didn't think? think it was going to be phased out. I, I didn't think it was going to get phased out. For uh, Horizons... They were going to replace the, um, the 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 planetary tech in Horizons with the the latest stuff, but everything you can do. I in... thought they were not going to parallel run it. I thought they because they, they, there's two universes, isn't there, effectively that that, that link because Horizons players can't instance with Odyssey players and vice versa. Yeah, and, and the interfaces and UI and stuff in Horizons mm-hmm. is as it is in, as in as it is in Horizons. Yes, and it was my understanding that when the console came along, yep. all the UI and all that Horizon stuff would go away mm-hmm. and be replaced by a unified Odyssey interface. Yeah, but you it, the uh, you still have the Horizon. Yeah, this is this is they're not getting Odyssey; they're getting the bits of Horizons which have been Odyssey Odyssey Try saying that without any beer. <laughs> so, effectively, Horizons is being upgraded to the same level as Odyssey, so we're bringing complete together. So, is that happening? I'm just watching chat. So, is that now going away, or is that staying until the console release happens? Well, it will be. If you're on about, oh, I'm going to lose my menus and I'm going to lose the planetary tech. Uh, then yes, that will be going away when it's upgraded. Which, um, as an as a Odyssey and a as a main Odyssey player, I'm not completely happy with. Surprisingly enough, because and this we'll discuss this at a later point is that the performance isn't there for VR for me in Odyssey, and um, but it is in Horizons. So the fact that I would lose my VR setup is is oh, it's going to be horrible, to be honest. But isn't isn't that what they're trying to do? Is bring it up to par? So the bits where you are in your spaceship and you can use VR is mm-hmm. going to this is this is like um, spit, spitballing here and and hoping that this is what they plan they're trying on doing trying doing is that you can't do that yet. You know, you can, you will be able to do it um, in the future. And that's why it's taking more time so that they can optimize and optimize and optimize. So that, yeah, the only thing I'm worried about is losing, um, losing the crystal shards because that's a really good place. And they don't, they don't exist in like on little pockets in, um, in Odyssey. Yeah, there's... Oh, go on, Sean. No, the the other advantage having Horizons still there gives you is if your SRV gets stuck, you can launch into uh, standard Elite, or even if you are stuck in, in Odyssey, you can launch into a different version and get put back in your ship and or somewhere safe. Whereas if you can't, you're kind of stuck in place. Really. I don't see them taking that away. They didn't take it away when they when they merged Odyssey and Horizons to be one. We still have the option to just load into into space Odyssey. So you'll think we'll have a, a foot yeah, non-stop absolutely. option? Have absolutely. They said that, or for, for those situations, exactly. Yeah, have they, they, have, have it, they said it wouldn't that? make sense for them to remove that. Well, I as, don't know. Lo- as long as um, 
Odyssey uh, remains a separate DLC that you've got to pay for, then yes, the option will be available because you've you've still got either Standard Elite, which is the Horizons version, or you've got Odyssey, which is Horizons plus the on-foot stuff. All, the, all that's happening to Horizons is, is getting a, um, a, well, an upgrade using the new tech so that people in Horizons and Odyssey can actually start playing together, uh, together again. Um, ben, we haven't touched on, uh, we haven't come to you about this. Uh, what's your opinion on, on what uh, Mr. Breben has said? Oh, I think to start with that, yeah, they've done the right thing by postponing the console release. Mm-hmm. I've heard some console players being positive about it and not really caring. Like, we'll get it when we get it, and when we get it, we know it's going to be good and it's going to be playable. And, you know, thank you very much, PC users, for being our beta testers. <laughs> yes. And I've heard other console players who are, I want it now and I'm pissed off that I can't have it, and I'm even more pissed off that I'll now, I think I'll never get it. So... You know, I yeah, can, and I can understand where they're coming from too. I don't think they're right, but I can understand why they feel like that. Um, I, yeah, overall, I think it's a good thing. I kind of agree with Shan that it does feel a little bit market speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd almost say it's like David Braben's PA has said this rather than David himself. Um, but at least it came from David's account, and at least that means that poor Arf or Sally or Zach or Bruce won't get all the abuse for it. No, that's true. Uh, and I think that's a very important and a very good thing. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Mm. We'll get... We just need... The thing that annoys me in some respects is... I feel that Elite Dangerous as a game has, was going to be put on hiatus, essentially, until console release. Yeah. And by, by on hiatus, I mean no new features or anything like that. And yes. no no new development. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I didn't get the Odyssey that I wanted, I had hopes that post-console release we will learn about some of the newer, shinier things that we're going to get. And that would hopefully tell me some of the things that I'm wanting to hear. Mm. Um, now, that's been delayed indefinitely. Yes. But for good reasons. Mm-hmm. So, no, good, good news, I agree, but please tell us more still. Um, yeah. Uh, Sean, quickly. Well, I was about to um, go lead into what Ben was saying. Um, All right. On, well, no, I mean, we, we were told, weren't we, on the interview we had with Arf, um, the one where he was totally honest uh, several times, that there were features and updates coming after the console release. Mm-hmm. So my question is, is are those features and updates, are they coming when the console release happens, whenever that, that is, or are they still happening now before the console release? Because it, it occurs to me that the more stuff you add for 
uh, Odyssey now, before console release, the more you've got to develop the console release to catch up. So it's almost like you're forever chasing a moving target. Um, yeah. It's almost like you almost have to say, right, okay, this is it for Odyssey now, and we'll put all our effort into the console release, and then we'll update console and PC version with the same features and stuff at the same time. Because if you do the PC stuff now, as I say, you're forever chasing the console release. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's this statement here. Um, it means that they will see more game updates in the coming months. Uh, we'll continue to issue through the issue tracker, blah, blah, blah. But we will then we will be able to explore and add additional features, content, and improvements into the game. Now, that, to me, is the, the important bit in this because um although update 5 was a massive improvement and i do mean massive because i was actually um there before um it actually allowed me to start playing um parts of the game i couldn't because of the frame rate um it does mean that there's going that there's going to be more stuff fixing fixing happening as it's like Ben said that the um, the fact that after update five came out, I was there thinking, well, this has got to be good enough to know to in order to get through to the console release in what three four months time, and I thought update five was an improvement, but a lot of people didn't, uh, and yet again it, it's kind of kicked the ball down to the next um, developer. Um, statement or whatever they're going to do uh you know the open monthly development update that's where people are going to judge them on big time because everyone was judging them on on update five although it worked for me i think a lot of people said it failed and at that point we've had we had a mass exodus and then all of a sudden They've they've pivoted and said, right, we're doing update six now, and consoles are on hold. Shan, um, I was about to comment. I I think it's terribly sad that relations between a lot of the community and Frontier have got to the point where we read something and we're instantly skeptical of it until we see it actually happen. And I think it's quite sad things have got to that point. I'm not saying whose fault it is or anything like that. I, I just think it's regrettable. It's kind of got to that point. It was regrettable and avoidable. But we are where we are, I guess. And, yeah. Um, uh, looking through some of the chats that we've uh, we've got about this, uh, we've got FTM Cloud Atlas, whose thoughts, Braben's words were pretty strong, just about as close to a public monitoring of the devs as you could probably get in 2021, which, that little, that, that's a little, <laughs> little strong. Um, devs weren't the problem, uh, this is according to Roger, all been on YouTube, devs weren't the problem, management and project team with the issues, um, consoles being used as a scapegoat to obfuscate the PC issues. Um, well, to tell you the truth, I mean, I don't think the consoles could handle Odyssey in this state. Does anybody else think the consoles could handle Odyssey? Because I don't think so. That's what worries me, um, because maybe, speculation, maybe the Cobra engine for consoles and even for PCs maybe can't handle Odyssey at the same fidelity as the PC can. So a uh, concern I've seen 
on forums and uh, chatting to people is they're worried the PC graphics will take a downgrade mm -hmm. because the console graphics have had to be downgraded to get the performance up. Yeah, I mean there was a lot of there was a lot of that experience when it, uh, Elite Dangerous originally came out on console. It, it did seem that the that there was a downgrade in the graphics engine at the time. At the time, I think Obsidian Ant did a, a few um, videos on it. Um, anyway, uh, Psykit, you heard something? Mm, nothing than what I've already said. Right, sorry. Uh, okay. must, must have misread that. Um, yeah, so, Ben. So I want to raise a point that Abstract Play made in Twitch um, when he was saying... What does continue mean in we will continue to give open monthly development updates? Haven't we been already getting these discussions? So what I think what I think, and see if you guys agree with me here, that David meant was Frontier in inverted commas promised us a developer stream every month, and instead we got a developer forum post. Now I actually prefer that because it means it's there in black and white for us to read and, you know, the developer isn't being roasted over hot grills. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people also like to see behind the curtains, I guess you would say. I don't, um, I don't, think, I don't think it's behind the curtains. They want to see that the game is being still worked on. And that it's not going into maintenance mode. That's, I think that is the main fear yeah. that a lot of people have. Psychic. I, I think I, I I agree with Ben that I prefer a a written piece that I can digest at my own at my own pace. However, if they were to go into and do some kind of uh, produced content. I would prefer to see them vet questions and then have that have it pre-recorded so that um I, I mean the last time that Dav phoned in and he was just reading through stuff in like vitriol and crap constantly in chat it must have been really wearing for him so to like be able to go through if they can say okay we're gonna have x y and z we're gonna have to do a big interview with this person in the same way that they did the q and a's for odyssey originally because they they took a lot of questions from the community if they did something along those lines and then had a dev on to um to answer it it would it that to me would be better than seeing him constantly reading down the chat and um responding to questions here and there i, That's I, my agree, opinion with, yeah. I agree with that what you're saying that reading a set of questions makes a lot of sense rather than just responding to a live chat. The only thing I would say to that is I would prefer it to be, like, say, a Reddit top 10 list of questions. Yeah, like a Reddit yeah. AMA, something like that, yeah. rather than like a, a, um... a... proper AMA where the community upvote the questions yeah. and Frontier don't get a chance to say, oh, we don't like that one, we'll, we'll forget. They, they can that. do that on the forums. They yeah. can, like, to pick the most liked questions and then make sure that those questions absolutely get answered. That could that could work, I suppose. Um, although I'd still prefer it. I think having it on Reddit where the cream in inverted commas, God help me. Uh, yeah. you, you know what I'm going to say here, and I'm cringing already, but 
you know, in Reddit and forums that allow that kind of thing, the cream yeah, will rise to the top. top. Oh, and Reddit, Reddit though. Run. Please don't, please don't make me go on Reddit, Ben. Please don't make me do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you know what I'm getting at there, and I think that's a good thing. And I think asking hard questions, Frontier shouldn't be afraid of answering hard questions. Oh, oh they are, Ben. They, they always were. They, are, they shouldn't be. They were. They were. Shall we say? Yeah, they shouldn't be, though. You know, we. I like to think we're nice people and we're we're, we're intelligent people, and we'll not. Yeah, you know, we go and ask them a hard question, and they actually answer it. Um, yeah, we're not trying to show them up or catch them no. out or something. It's just a question of here is a here is a question we, we would like an answer to because it helps us understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I mean there was a oh so raising an AMA that Star Citizen did between Chris Roberts and it was his wife asking the questions, which you know, they used the the Reddit style thing to get the cream up, and. Chris was so obviously dodging a question and his wife basically turned around and said, no, Chris, even our daughter says that the people standing on the chairs is a load of bullshit and this is not good AI. Give us an answer, please, to stop being a weasel. And I'm paraphrasing there, but you know, only his wife could have said that to him. Uh, and it was great that she did. Yeah, it. Uh, I mean, the the one thing about the um, this thing is that they've now dropped the they've dropped the hint that there is actually more stuff coming to Odyssey. It's not going to be ship interiors, and it's not going to be the full VR suite, but there is extra stuff coming. I mean, does that get everybody's interest coming? I mean, they've dropped hints about power play, but I think all power play players will believe it when they see it. I think that goes with anything, doesn't it? Yeah. We will, Frontier will tell us what they tell us and they'll show us what they show us. And if it's a floating turd in space, then it's a floating turd in space. If on the other hand, all of a sudden they give us a Merlin, we can go, oh my God, and Commander Fade will come back to the game. No, he won't. <laughs> oh, I bet you Chris Jarvis would come back if the Merlin were in game. Oh, no, don't put the Merlin in game. It is one of the ugliest ships in existence. It looks like the Liberator. How dare you say that? No, no, it does not look like Liberator. It looks no, that like was the, the Imperial the Imperial Trader. Imperial Trader. This thing looks like the T-16. I thought the Merlin was the... Uh, three-pronged ship, wasn't it? Yeah, it is a three-pronged thing, but it looks awful. Do you remember the, the T-16 Skyhopper that Luke Skywalker has in Star Wars? Yes. Which looks which looks like basically a a squished-up Imperial shuttle. Okay. Yeah. I, I that, have no issues with that. Oh, yeah. I, compared, I you know, if it was a, a choice between that and an Imperial Trader, give me the Imperial Trader. Oh, you, you take, for example what the anaconda or the python looks like the merlin looks like an imperial shuttle ben so i i think that that could look you know really really awesome in elite dangerous what the imperial shuttle look well that that idea as a concept yeah that'd be amazing <laughs> what, what people get and, yeah. and the important thing is chris jarvis would come back for it <laughs> Ah, uh, dear. Yeah, it's... Um, I just remember... 
I just remember uh, the guys at Spider-Man Games saying, oh, we specifically put the Merlin into the RPG to keep Chris Jarvis happy, and then found it was the most disgusting, horrible shit they could oh, have I mean, thought. Yeah. But... No, no one uses this. It's time not shit, isn't it? Yes. Thank it. Just Googled it. That's not been in my game. Not having it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it, yeah, it's not pretty. I'm like so glad that the Elite Dangerous Wiki doesn't even use it. It just has a placeholder image. That's how bad it is. Uh, the alley, It's on the Alioth one that Shan just linked. It's an Imperial so I found it. It's fine. It's, it's hideous. It reminds me a little bit of those... Um, there's the Soviet ships where they had three prongs and it used to go round and round and round and it never got off the ground because it was really bad. It reminds me, it looks a bit like those. You know what it looks like? It looks like the when they developed it and designed it, it looked, oh, we've got some spare polygons left over. How can we put them together? <laughs> it's a microphone stand. Oh, that's a bit insulting to microphone stands, isn't it? That's fair. That's fair. I apologise profusely to the microphone stand that I'm looking at. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear, yes. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Roger, uh, Space Raccoons actually just raised, raised something that I would actually, I'd feel a really good place for this, but how about as a pre-Sidewinder starter ship and interplanetary uh, uh. shuttle you know, to get commanders from their first experience on foot up to the station? Um, I, I want the hijack. Apex yeah. taxi, you know, what's this in there? I want to hijack an Apex taxi. That'd be a good starting ship. <laughs> what, an adder? I'm sorry, no. You you will, oh, go on. Yeah, but they're rubbish, they're rubbish. A hijacking Apex shuttle would be, but actually to do that, you need ship interiors, wouldn't you? So that'd never yeah. work. And there's no gameplay in ship interiors either. No, no, sorry, no. how foolish of me to think. No, that is very disingenuous. The it is. I think Arth doesn't realise what uh, people are. Um, <sighs> I think, as far as the ship interiors is concerned, it, it it was just concerned about how you get from the the landing pad up into the cockpit. The problem that they've got is that Arth wasn't around when we're doing all the ship interior stuff right at the very beginning. So he doesn't know what the, the what the community knows at that point. And I think it's coming from the point where the old Wing Commander games were, where the first thing you would do was switch off all the animations between moving from floor three up to floor one, which used to slow the day, the game down incredibly. Okay, at the risk May of... I be evil, If Arthur's speaking from a place of ignorance, that's on him. Yeah. I think he is on that in this case. Uh, then, in that, if if he is, then he needs to educate himself. Actually, I would yeah. argue that there isn't. Um, there isn't. I personally am of the opinion that should that be a case, or should this be some kind of thing? For the most part, I would I would turn it off. And then that's a lot of development work that is taken up by by some by a novelty. In the at the end of the day, for me at least, um, I, I, that's my opinion. I'm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't again, I wouldn't dare think to talk about the whole community. But it's... okay, we're we're going to allow an evil Shan. 
Well, I was about to say what Ben said, really. So Ben and I are equally evil this week. Um, <laughs> I, I think that I think in the I think the ship interiors question would drag on and on. And to and to be fair, I see this whole I won't call it a spat. This whole divide between the, lots of people in the community and frontier will e- eventually turn into the same sort of resentment about offline mode and DDF and and whatnot. It'll be an ongoing festering wound, I fear, um, as and how much people can ignore it or keep on about it, I guess will be uh, will be up to people. But it's it's kinda of got to the point where I, I think it would just be a wound from now on. Yeah, I mean, they have. I'll just reiterate this point because I know Miggles is has uh, said something in the forums. the 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 main statement was that um, Frontier have always said that they have designed the ships with the the interiors in mind. The problem is, is they haven't implemented any of those designs at all. Because I've been, thanks to bugs inside the the systems. Uh, thanks to bugs inside, uh, I've been able to see inside the models, and you can see they put the bridge in the right place, they've put the uh, SRV bay in the right place, and they've put any fighter bays in the right place. There's just there's no internal um, maps in order to join it out. I think the original ships were designed that way, Stephen Usher's just pointed out. So I think like the Anaconda especially and the earlier original ships were designed that. But I think as they added new ships, I think that interior design detail was omitted. Um, but as to, um, we, we can have a whole show for itself and stuff that we could do with ship interiors, not just doing the whole oh. running down corridors bit. But... I, I I think realistically, and this is again fair and balanced. I don't think we'll see ship interiors in the way that we all imagine it to be. I think their well, view of what ship interiors are going to be is more on the off side of things than on what people have imagined it to be. And I, I don't see it happening. To be fair, I mean the the main issue that I've got with those kind of things is people do not realize how big these ships are and the the size of the the internal size of an anaconda is the equivalent of an aircraft carrier as as a lot of people have pointed out and can you imagine the the running around you you've got an entire aircraft carrier worth of map flying around a system and you've got to track everything within that map and it, it's it is the size in order to put this in i think i've said this before the size of the update required for ship interiors is probably the same amount of development time as they had for for odyssey and they've gone and looked at the two of them oh, and went and, and they've looked at the two of them and went which can we get the most gameplay out of not as I said the most gameplay out of and then they went right okay planets and on foot stuff first and that's what they've gone and done i think they've gone and done it in the right order it's just the way that everybody's reacted we might not get the later bits further on i i think the i think in general um 
uh, without without the design work for them, you don't need to share every single room and every single corridor. You can have a fundamental set of rooms that's common to each ship. You have your own cabin, you have the cockpit, you have a science lab, and then you have an SRV. You don't need a huge amount to, to, to make it varied, but... Well, this lot will want it, Sean, you know. Well, well you've, you've, yeah, already, but... you've already seen the, the, the amount of complaints that we've had about just the concourse. It doesn't matter yeah, to concourse, this lot. But the concourse is just a dressed-up station menu, really. That's what it's there for. It's just a pretty station menu. That's, that's what an that's... internal of a ship will be. Uh, a pretty, exactly. A no, pretty, um, not, not at all. module change. Not at all, because you've got you could have a science lab where you have to take your samples and da da da. You can. It's all sorts of gameplay take, that you can do. But let's do another show. We on take that. the gameplay on to maybe next week's show or something like that, because yeah, let's, I can let's see do a lot that. Of, I can see a lot of positive gameplay around ship uh, interiors. I, I think the I think the fundamental thing is is the and this is a, again I'm trying to balance here about for me personally the gameplay around Odyssey and the complexity around it. I think is quite simplistic compared to other games that have been around for the last 17 years. And we've kind of got a choice. We either take it, it's simple, it's basic, it's not going to be any more than it is. What do what do we, what do I want to do about it? Do I, do I want to put up with it and think, well, uh, yes, it's simple, yes, it's basic, but is it good enough for me to keep, keep me entertained? Or do I go and find something else that does find? That yeah, to hear it because I don't think it's going to get. I don't think they're going to add all the stuff that we have talked about and that we hoped it would be, and that people may be expected of a twenty-one game. I don't think they're going to add that. Um, no, they certainly won't add it for Odyssey. That's for sure. Um, as far as everybody is concerned, I think everybody's forgotten. This isn't supposed to be a season. It, Everyone has worked in seasons in the past with, you know, Horizons and beyond. But they've said they're not doing seasons anymore. This is just one product that's coming out and they're getting it out. What happens after that is, you know, Elite will continue, but it won't be in the Odyssey product. I mean, does that make sense to people or... Am I... I don't, well, I, I don't know, Colin, because I think we spoke. We were chatting on Discord earlier, and uh, I was saying how in Half Life Two, which is seventeen odd years ago, how they, you, you could use physics to make the combat more variable. You could pick things up, bung things at things that stun them all with the saw blade, chop them in half. There's all sorts of stuff that you could do with a proper physics engine, more than just pew 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 pew, and. There's a level of complexity there that I think is missing after the Odyssey module, and I'm not convinced we'll ever get that for the Odyssey module. Well, then, if that's the case, then you've got to—that's the decision you're going to make, isn't it? Yeah, and that's and that's and that's what I said, and that's and that's what I just said earlier. It is a individual, personal decision about do you want—is that the sort of gameplay that you want? Right. Well, on that wonderful note. I think we will move forward to the um, the newsletter. So could we please have uh, that time of the week song again? Score a lot. In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. In the bi-weekly newsletter, 
There have been two uh, store alerts this week. Um, the first one being a Diamondback skin. Um, is it the Shatton? I think it's the Shatter Pattern Diamondback this time. Uh, just like there was the Shatter Pattern Viper the, the week before. Uh, and of course, more <laughs> more uh, skins for running about in. I think it's for the Dominator suit this week. So, um, yes, the in-game events... Uh, has been oh go on Sean. Um I was just about to make a comment on, on, on the dominator suits. Um doesn't anyone think the dominator suit should be a bit um blacker and shinier? You can make it blacker and shinier if you get an appropriate skin. Yeah but they haven't really had a, they haven't really made a dominator suit have they because where's the chains? Where's the whips? Where's the whatever you want the you want the dominator gimp suits don't you? You know Sean I, I I'd expected this from Ben. I had expected this from Ben, but um... but then you know Ben and I are now interchangeable. We've kind of like morphed oh, into. God. Oh, God, I'm no, not interchanging just... anything with you, Shan. No, that has just put horrible. We are, we, we are show Ben. So wait, um, wait a second. Do we have to um, expect some Lave Radio slash fiction coming up? Oh, I don't want God, any part no. of that shit. Oh, God no. Um, Right, we, we, I, I would just like to take this uh, opportunity to apologise for any horrible mental image that may have popped in your head while listening to this. I am so, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to see a therapist now. Um, <laughs> oh, yes, uh, uh, there's a lot of people going the horror. <laughs> oh, someone's readying a quill. Oh no. Oh, Drew Wagar's not doing anything, is he? <laughs> yeah, funny that, isn't it? What's the right. email address? Whatever our email address is, I expect them all to come in. Are you offering to judge the writing contest? I will, I will like? judge the slash fiction. I will read them out. I will read them out on air. Psychic, <laughs> you, do, you do not know what you have just... I am Done. ready. My body is ready. <laughs> I, only Ben and Sham slash fiction is appropriate in this. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> oh, we got something already from Cassiana. Oh, Sham, no, 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 Read it Shan out. Looked, Shan looked lovingly into Ben's eyes and said, When is Braben going to personally apologise to me for this indecency? Ben grabbed dot 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 dot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like, continue the story things. <laughs> oh, I've got it, okay. <laughs> no. We'll wait. We'll wait. It's fine. Uh, the next uh, in thrilling instalment next week. <laughs> um, right. At the moment, I'm looking for the sick bucket. It's around here somewhere. Is that your next? Is that what the next um, line is? Say, ben grabbed the sick bucket, and it's getting a bit hairy, isn't it? Yes. Let's let's leave you. Oh no, no, we're not. <laughs> Are we circling back round to Ben's hairy nuggets now? Oh. <laughs> Actually, I think we are approaching the hairy nugget time, aren't we? Oh Jesus. Right, I am going to move this on to the community corner because this is this is getting ridiculous. 
You realise if this had been six months ago, we would have killed Souverine by now. <laughs> well, Souverine's, Souverine has moved on. He has joined the choir in Visibule. So, um, yeah. We've... Is he like all the Jedi in the uh, Rise of Skywalker? You hear the voice of all the past late radio presenters. Of course. Anne is going to submit it to Commander Creations. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, there's there's something that needs needs to be done. Let's see you do that one in a in a drabble. Okay, can we have some um adverts? Break this break this <laughs> escape. <laughs> Want to tour the frontier? Travel with Colmac Reeve and our new fleet of passenger starliners. We've opened up the universe for a range of budgets. Option one, luxury. My husband and I like to travel in comfort. The new luxury cabins were like a home away from home. After all, one's home is a castle. Option two, first class. We'd saved up a bit for a really special trip. First class cabins were like nothing we've travelled in before. Really luxurious. Option three, travel cabin. We would a trip with Cormac Reeves monthly lotto. A travel cabin for two on a starliner around the solar system. Once in a lifetime for us, simply amazing. Option four, basic accommodation. Me and my mates just wanted to hitch around the universe. It's so great that we have the option of getting a really cheap cabin to see the sights. It saved us loads. And for the budget conscious and slaves, we have our cheapest option yet. Well, I needed it. And we won't sell any of those frozen passengers into slavery. I promise. Colmac Reeves All Budget Tours. Seeing the galaxy from luxury to freezing tubes. suffer from problems with incontinence. If you do, then our pee pads are for you! Yes, Commander, your very own pee pad while you're out there exploring in the universe. Then you can go whenever you feel the need. No need for a toilet pesking back there and then having to wonder how do they deal with the poop? No, you just go in the pad and discard it at your local station. Let them worry about the physics of disposing of sewage in space. That's not your problem, Commander. Ah... <sighs> Natural remedies have always been some of the galaxy's finest, so when we discovered a wholly natural way of slimming down and reducing your appetite, we had to share it with everyone. Harnessing the amazing powers of our native parasitic life, we've solved an age-old problem. Vega Slimweed has been used by settlers of the region for decades with undeniable results and significant health benefits. If you think that Vega Slimweed could be the solution you're looking for, speak to your doctor today. Travelling with Vega Slimweed ingested may constitute smuggling. Please check before your journey and declare yourself at customs for an internal search. Failure to digest does not constitute grounds for reimbursement. Side effects may include but are not limited to increased blood pressure and heart rate, insomnia, nervousness, blurred vision, restlessness or headache. Some forms of parasite may cause stomach side effects like constipation, dry mouth, nausea or vomiting. A small sample of patients exhibit full body paralysis, catatonic state and internal hemorrhaging. Parasite must be purged before pupation, else death will occur. I could murder a cup of tea. Yorkshire gold, if you have it. Double Yorkshire gold. <laughs> and if you don't have it, you're dead. Lave Radio, broadcasting to every corner of the galaxy. 
And welcome back. Now that everybody has calmed down, have we? I hope. Uh, it's been having a cold shower. Yeah. Um, we're going to touch on some of the things that have happened in the community over the last uh, week or so. Um, first up, we have the um, disappointing news or disappointing. Uh, no, I, I think that's a little unfair. Hawks Gaming has. Um, put out a, a, his general disappointment with the way that Odyssey has uh, gone with the uh, an article titled How I Fell Out of Love with Elite Dangerous. Um, I mean, I've had a read of it, and he, he, he has made some points which I find quite um, familiar, because uh, I've, I've written posts like that before, but um, I'm afraid to say that I, I don't agree with them in some things. Um, Anybody else read this? Um, yeah, I well, I, I watched the video um, on it, and to be fair, the, the first part of it, I, I thought it was going to be a one of these spoof videos, and it has a horrible thing to say because he emphasises how much gameplay he's got out of the game before he got um, disenchanted with it, and I completely get where he's coming from, and I agree where he's coming from. However, there's there's a part of me that thinks if you've had these thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of gameplay out of it, is the game really that bad? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'll agree with you on that because he did say that, you know, he, he played Odyssey for 300 hours before writing his review. And I'm there going, 300 hours for a 30 quid game or a 30 quid upgrade, that's not bad, actually. I mean, you're going to get bored with it eventually, but... Yeah, I mean, I understand the criticisms about the grind and the pointlessness of the repetition, and I completely agree with that. Mm -hmm. However, I would have given up long, long ago before putting 300 whatever plus hours into it. I would have said, I'm not doing this for 300 hours. I've got better things to do. Exactly. Uh, But, you know, um, uh, we all burn out on Elite Dangerous at some point and then come back to it, but, um, yeah... I mean, a lot of these major uh, points with the existing game, I think we've we've all been over them hundreds and hundreds of times. I think it's it's just a case of he was hoping that Odyssey would fix some of them, and of course, obviously, it hasn't. Um, the other thing that we we can talk about um, is that um, last Thursday, Frontier did something a little different. Uh, they did a Pirates of the Caribbean stream, near enough. Uh, Arth and <laughs> and Bruce made fantastic cosplay efforts, I thought, dressing up as pirates, joining up with the code, and reading as many um, NPC... Um, <laughs> NPC uh, Void Opal haulers as they could. Um, Psychic, did you see this? Saw parts of it. I saw bits of it. I I managed to catch. Thursdays I'm really busy because I stream and then I have D and D and all of that. But I was I, I was flicking to it and watching bits and pieces of it here and there. There was um, and then he he not only did he do he did like three hours during the day something like that and then he did another set of two three hours or some or something yeah. oh, this is off yeah. they did um 
so it was um, Pirate Off and Poundland Pirate Bruce at the beginning. And then um, Arf, Bruce and Paul, I think. And they got Paul to dress up and it was amazing. <laughs> but um, in that in that evening stream that I watched almost entirely muted because I was playing D&D at the time, right towards the end of it, they did this big free-for-all with a lot of commanders coming and joining them and all sorts of, like, um, I think they might have been at a, um, a conflict zone. But they've, they've had like a load of commanders joining them and there was stuff happening from above, um, from ships and SLVs driving around. And it was really, when we had off on and we talked about the sphere of combat and wanting that to be, wanting that to be more visible and then coming back and saying, oh, well, we were hoping that the commanders would create that. That was what they were hoping for, I'm sure, because it was such a spectacle and everybody was having such a good time and everything that I've heard about that stream. And then the the last stream that he did where he went, he moved into his living room and played on the Xbox as well, doing um, doing stuff. I thought the whole thing and all of the effort that went into it was just top notch and it really engaged the community who are wanting to still play and enjoy the game and i was i was thrilled with it and he was like riding high on the adrenaline as well you could tell right at the end when i actually managed to have a conversation with him and he was like yeah no you want to go back and you want to watch this bit and this bit and when this happened and all of that stuff it was it was such a good community event and it it needed it Elite just needed it, and it was so good. Yeah, I must. I must admit, I spent I think the first hour of the first um, uh, first stream just putting as many pirate puns in in the chat as I possibly could. I think I managed to get in an hour's worth before I ran out. I do apologise to anybody who read them, and I do apologise to the rest of the community that missed them because you missed them. This would be pirate <laughs> puns with arms. Yes, did they? Um... Would it have been better if they'd dressed up in Dominator suits? No, the pirate stuff was great. No, God. It was so good. I think we're touching on some some hidden desire that Shan has. It's these angels that are whispering in his ears right now, isn't it? That visit to Gretna Green that did it, Colin. You've got to watch him. It was a nice car park. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I'm not touching that one. No, not touching that one. That's what they said. And for those of you, and for those of you wondering whether or not Psychic would fit into the crew, there's your answer. Uh, Right. um, In other news, LaveCon community channel, uh, the the LaveCon, the LaveCon lockdown challenge for the Buckyball Racers. Um, We've got some results in. Um, So as LaveCon perceived. Uh, Alex Turner was running um, a specific buckyball, both in um, Odyssey and in in Horizons, uh, and we can give some top three results. Uh, position one was Commander Skr, um under the ship name Driftfinder General, uh, and he managed to do the Odyssey course in five minutes and sixteen seconds, followed by Commander Shane Blackwood in his in in his ship. Emily, I was about to say Shane Blackwood and Emily, and that would have just set them all off. 
he did that in five minutes twenty nine, and third place went to Aiken B and the Albion Skunk. Oh no, that's a fantastic ship name, uh, and he managed to do that in six. <laughs> Six minutes, 22. In the Horizon section, um, position one was won by Commander Shane Black Blackwood, uh, followed by Commanders Manti in second place and Bruski in third place. So thanks to everybody in the Buckyballers that that um, took part in the, in the event. It's always nice to have you doing that when we're doing a LaveCon. Um, yeah. So, moving on from there, um, now, Ben, what can you tell me about this Fly Dangerous thing? Okay, so this is a open source project that um, our commander's gone off and done, which is, so they've essentially, they've gone off and mimicked the flight model from Elite as closely as they can in Unity. Um and then they've they've put in a basic infinitely generating it looks like a fractal map um of terrain and you can enter your seeds and things like that and there are some nice seeds that they've got and they've got a little discord with here's some exciting stuff for you to go and do um and then you can basically they'll put in race markers into that or you can uh, it all depends on how you what you want to do and then you can basically hoon around a extreme environment. You know, it it, it makes sort of uh, pomash look, you know, look sensible basically. Uh, but it is a great fun place to, you know, fly around in FA off mode, and it even runs on Linux. You know, I think it's just one one developer, um, Commander Juki. And they've already implemented flight sticks and things like that. Um, we've got infinite terrain generation. You've got free flight. You've got, you can record your races and things like that, and you can share them. Uh, there are time trial maps, which they get, they're working on. Uh, there's checkpoints, which they've done. Uh, lap points, leaderboards, and all that kind of stuff. Um, they want to implement uh, multiplayer. And it supports VR. Um, it's free. It's open source. It's cross-platform. Um, it, as I said, it works on Linux, although it is unsupported. It actually looks fairly pretty, to be honest. Uh, they've implemented a little space station as well for you to, to zip around. And if you want to fly around and bounce off of terrain that looks unrealistically impressive this is a lot of fun that's what this is okay um right now this this next section we're going to start putting in a new section and um we we need the community's help uh we need to come up with a reasonable name <laughs> for this for this section um it was want it was people have wanted to call it noobs nuggets. However, um with with all the best will in the, the world, that's that's really <laughs> yes, we've all you've already heard about hairy nuggets and things like that, so it's not gonna work. And also it's 
very similar in content to um, Nuggets, <laughs> Nuggets for Nuggets on the God Frequency podcast. Um, so we'd like to ask you to come up with this section's name, which is really hints and tips for the new players out there. Um, for instance, Ben, do you want to take what this, what we've had from Commander Anonymous? Commander Anonymous has raised an interesting point that I didn't realise for until very recently, actually, that we can filter our missions based on whether you want a material, rewards, credits, um, commodities, reputation, influence. You know, you can just say what what what, what kind of reward would you like for this? Yeah, um, that was something I never knew for the longest time. <laughs> That's it. We're already getting comments in for the in in the chat room already. I mean, my personal would be leave learners, but never mind. Um, before that, you that got, works for me, yeah, yeah. Is, we've there, got, is there a prize for this? Is like, is it like a dinner with Ben or something as a prize? Or uh, there's, there's a photograph of you in your Dominator suit, <laughs> or to be featured in the forthcoming fan fiction. <laughs> Actually, I've got a bone to pick with Frontier about the suits. You've got oh. more to pick? Sorry, sorry, say that again. A bone I just to need pick to record it. Not, 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 it's basically, it's, you get a really dopey look if you're in like a Maverick suit. You have a funny kind of like gurn to camera on the image, don't you? You notice that? You have your commander. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah you have a really dopey look. And it's like, come on. Yeah, this is kind of a smirk, isn't it? It's supposed to be a half yeah. smirk. And and the Dominator suit, you just look sad. Is that is that I, what you complain is, Sean? I've, I haven't noticed. I haven't. I only was in the Dominator suit a few times when I did the conflict zones. But I haven't. I don't spend a lot of time in the suits um, like that, Colin. <laughs> Alec Turner has uh, said hints and twits. Uh, <laughs> Commander Payne, elite fresh meat. Wheeler Towers, dangerous virgins. And Wintermute has gone with the straightforward noob corner. <laughs> we, need to rem- we need to get these written down, Colin. <laughs> so, leave learners. Yeah, leave. <laughs> oh, little big in. I've let that one through, but. Mm, slap wrist. Come on. No, uh, the suit didn't come with a ball gag, so Shan wasn't interested. <laughs> oh, I thought that was the name. The name. For Wait, the that's not the name for the series. <laughs> I don't think it's the name of the series. <laughs> we are workshopping two very different things right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Talking about Shan psychic, I think Alex Turner's <laughs> raised something, hasn't he? He did. A Shan slowly pressed in the plunger and they started to inflate. Ben quickly explained that this wasn't the sort of buckyballs he'd been talking about. Oh my god. How come on the butterball thing this week? I've said butt. Did we get that? Did we record that? Good, good. Oh boy! <laughs> right, we've actually had some uh, some emails. Oh, one thing that I should thank is that um, a lot of people have been commenting on the Live Radio um, uh, YouTube channel, 
uh, uh, leaving a lot of nice comments. So I'd just like to thank everybody who's been leaving comments um, uh, on the uh, on the YouTube channel. It's always always nice to hear from you. Um, but we've had this from the forums. Uh, we've had uh, Dexteal, who sort of says that he's a big fan of our content, listens regularly to the content, normally doesn't reach out to this, but recently the CM team have increased their communication slash presence in the forums, and people are taking advantage of them in a big way. So, you know, see the patch notes for update three. I was wondering if possible, can we bring up the topic of forum etiquette and how to handle this gift of increased communication that the CMs is providing? I'd rather not lose it because we are taking advantage of them. Please. And thank you. Um, okay. Forum etiquette. You know, I think you, oh, sorry. Oh. No, I was going to say... Uh, uh, a guideline or what I like to use when I'm posting on a forum is I imagine I'm talking to the person face to face in a, like a business meeting. So I, I, I wouldn't type anything I wouldn't say to their face in public, if you see what I mean, because you wouldn't, you wouldn't shout to someone, make a scene in public. You'd be respectful, you'd be nice, you'd be conversational to them. And um, that's kind of how I like to uh, approach things in forums. Mostly harness. Ooh. Harmless. 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 You're back nope. on the shampoo here again, aren't you? <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, uh, Ben, you were saying about... Um... I was saying about something and I can't remember. Yeah, but it's about um, Dexio. Oh, yeah. So he raised this point before we had... Arf's post on last week, so you know a lot of what he's saying is maybe irrelevant now. Although you know maybe he you know maybe he was being a bit psychic in the you know he saw some of this coming. Um, I think general rule of thumb: don't be a dick, as we've already commented, haven't we? Yeah. Um, now we have to also thank Commander Anonymous, who who sent in a absolutely. Massive letter. Um, oh, before we go on to that psychic, did you want to? No, I was just going to say, don't be a dick. It's <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> the Will Wheaton guide, as 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 said. Um, now we've we've got to um, highlight. We had a massive letter from uh, Commander Anonymous, as you might have seen. And they're trying to distract me by posting pictures of harnesses in the chat. So I'm just going to blank the chat so that I, I don't get distracted for some reason. Um, yeah, he's he's made a lot of suggestions that we can be doing to our podcast, um, including the aforementioned um, noobs nuggets um, but also other things like tourist information inciting trading um, critics corner which is a specific place for a good old moan up in a constructive manner I think that's that's Shan's department anyway uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, we've I mean Ben you've got a um, response here have you I've I responded to him, but I don't think there's any need to read it out. I yeah. don't have to ignore the guy. Um, yeah, I, think it... Alan, I think Alan made a good response to what he was saying as well, though. That we we do need to 
Oh, I want to find... You know, in our opening, right, we go off and say, you know, mm. a, a shining beacon of hope. And I think that we do have... We, as a radio show, have a responsibility to be a couple of hours of fun in anyone's week, as opposed to, oh, my God, we've got another couple of hours of moaning. And, mm. you know, yes, you know, none of us want to be shields for Frontier. You know, none of us are shields for Frontier. Yes, we have to be honest and give our reactions and our feelings and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's incredibly important that we try to we try to do our best to remain positive mm. and enthusiastic. And we've had a you know, there's been a couple of comments from a few people saying, guys, you're getting a bit you're getting me down here. You know, you're saying good points, but Almost buck up. I don't know. I don't want to say buck up, but we can. We you can just sense, did. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, we, we can sense that you're maybe a little bit down and depressed about things. And if all the communities, if everyone who is a, and I hate this term, an influencer is being down and depressed about the game, then that's going to make the entire community down and depressed about the game. And there is a responsibility that we do our best not to do that without becoming shields. Shan, quickly, before before I lose it, it mad Mopar nut. Okay, I mean, just to follow up what Ben was saying, I mean, personally, I, I try to be true to myself and what I feel. Um, and, and if that's negative, yes, I, I can go quite negative at points. But I, I think we have to be true to ourselves and how we feel. But also, I like to think on the show, is that we all act as though we're like a bunch of mates down the pub. Sometimes you'll be maudlin and grumpy, sometimes you'll be deliriously happy and silly. But I just hope we try and keep it as real as we can without putting on any, um, any fronts for anyone, really. Okay, psychic. Hello, uh, Corporate Shill here. Um, person who has been, <laughs> I, I've been, I've been paid to play this game. I can say that quite honestly that I have been, pay, I've been given money to pay, pay, pay to play Elite. And at no point during that time that I have been given money to play Elite have I been told to be anything other than honest about this game. And that is to be, um, to be completely applauded by Frontier. And I mean, when when I have been doing sponsored stuff for Frontier. Um, the games acted like a complete dick and I wanted to shove my fist through the um, computer. So it's been very difficult not to, um, it would have been very, very difficult to have continued saying excellent things about the game. However, I just want to take it from a perspective of someone who has been paid to play Elite that um, the, there's no, there's no, we, we need you to pay you to do, do good things. And I think that should be applauded or say good things even. All right. So they've paid you to, play the game but they haven't tried to censor you to say well absolutely not yeah. absolutely not categorically yeah right fair enough i <laughs> would do that to be honest yeah some, some um, companies do i just wanted to make sure that it was clarified um can we share in your royalties then sorry because obviously no. you know. hell chuffing no <laughs> I mean, Ipman can says, um, "Hey, super honest radio hosts, definitely not influencers." So yeah, we've got no influence yeah. over people don't, whatsoever. Don't do as we do; just, just don't. <laughs> they have asked, "How do we feel about space chess in social areas?" <laughs> 
I, I want more. I want social things to do. Yeah, I agree with that. Play chess, but you know, I want oh. to go off and do the macarena or something. Yeah, we, we've 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 wanted the emotes and a better chat window in the social areas. That is definitely something which we know, and even the ability to sit down on chairs as opposed to stand up on chairs in other games. <laughs> yeah, I want to get. I want to be able to order a Lavian brandy. Damn it! <laughs> right. Has anybody got any uh, any other business before I close out the show for the week? Is there any is there any more smut that I need to read before Colin closes out the show for the week? Oh, that was that's please. the question that we need to have the answer to. I'm sure the answer to that will be yes throughout the next week. And I next week, what people come up with. Next week, I cannot chuffing wait. Uh, I'm sure we'll slip it in somehow. Oh, that's what Ben said. Woohoo! Oh dear. Anyway, right. <laughs> Uh, on this most show this week anyway um, shout outs so uh, first shout out is of course to our sister station Hutton Orbital Radio it broadcasts on a Thursday from 8.30 tune in at twitch.tv Hutton Orbital Truckers or just go if you want the audio you go to radio.forthemug.com for the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action check out the CQC discord at discord.me slash elite dangerous CQC all one word uh, we're giving shout outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts so that hello to Loose Screws Flight Assist for the Spanish speakers of this the uh, Elite Cast the Canon Podcast Fatherhood Podcast Squeaking Fuel System Chat Guard Frequency and Allograb AM um, for those that want a literary discussion from the sci-fi and fantasy books please subscribe to the Data Slate podcast created by Station Commander Alan Stroud following this we have the latest Galnet News Digest as provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejude um, and we'd like to thank everybody for their wonderful contributions in the chat rooms I'm so looking forward to the what Psychic is going to have to read out next week. I'm and really... remember to lube your hard points before you psych it. Always. You need what we need is a really nice, moist hard point. So this. Yes. I bet so about the... our listener numbers shoot up after this, won't they? Who says <laughs> please don't tell me to shoot up. Something's gonna shoot up. <laughs> what this class? Sure. Yes, when things turn bad, we turn to smart. Yes. So, also, in addition, <laughs> special thanks to Commander Tokuso, who created the music for the introduction of the show. So, thankfully, that's it for another episode of Lab Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at labradio.com. Hit us up at facebook.com slash labradio. Tweet us at labradio. Or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash labradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders can hang out and chat, which you'll find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Now, do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. <clears throat> Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 GMT and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Ben, thanks to Psykit, and thanks to Shan. And special thanks goes to today's tech specialist, Commander Ventura. So until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. 
Uranus is full of methane gas. I think you're right, though, Colin. What have you done with Shan, and when can we have him back? News Digest, 13th of July, 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Marlinists face crossroads. Boffins probe Helix Onion Head Link. Control schemes missing. Delays expected. The time is coming when the Marlinist colonies, the political refugees from the Empire whose aim was to sweep away the imperial hierarchies and to establish a republic run along democratic lines in its place, and who were chased out of the Empire by Denton Petraeus and the Imperial Navy when a minority of Marlinists took to violent means to achieve their democratic goal, the time is coming when they'll need to decide where the future of Marlinism lies. There appear to be two broad choices, an attempt at reintegration and dialogue with the Empire, or the consolidation of the colonies as they are now, and a life lived in exile. What is unusual is that it's the political wing of the NMLA terrorists, the Marlinism Reformation Party, that is seeking closer ties with the Empire. Certainly, they still aim to overturn the status quo, dispose of the Duval dynasty, and establish a republic, but now they aim to do it through representation in the Senate. They already have a tame senator, Lorcan Scordato, although Senator Petraeus is likely to attempt to block access for those who claim to speak on behalf of terrorists. Perhaps 
A majority of Marlinists, including Amrita Ross and Jenna Fairfax, have come to feel that rejoining the Empire would carry too high a political price tag, and that Marlinists must concentrate on making their new colonies self-sustaining and secure from outside interference. Which way the colonies will choose to go remains uncertain. What is starkly clear is that if they do not make a clear choice, one that all Marlinists can rally behind, then Marlinism may rapidly become an irrelevance and the colonies will be lost to stronger neighbouring factions. With little support being shown for the Kumo Crew initiative to manufacture and distribute the new recreational substance known as Helix, it seems that supplies will reach not more than 10% of anarchy systems. However, even that low level of availability may be of interest to the authorities if the rumours are true that Helix is derived from the narcotic onion head, the well-known psychedelic narcotic from Panem in Capifornasis. Declared illegal by Federal President Jasmina Halsey in 3300, before she started seeing invisible aliens and turned into a space hippie working for the Alliance, the Onion Head farms were bombed nearly to oblivion by the now-disgraced Fleet Admiral Vincent. However, the drug cartels proved harder to destroy than the Federation had anticipated, and three new strains of Onion Head, the Alpha Strain, the Beta Strain and Lucan Onion Head were developed by those purveyors of psychedelic experiences to thrive in the ecosystems of Celebara, HIP-11, 2972 and Tanmark, respectively. Experts are concerned that if Helix is yet another variant of Onion Head, the fourth or Delta variant, and if, as seems likely, it will not be sold as a rare good but as a standard commodity in more liberal systems, then addiction to Helix may spread throughout the galactic population in an uncontrolled manner, leading to more hospitalizations than the galactic health services can handle. Onion Head and its three known variants have caused countless deaths, not least as a result of the Federation's bombing campaign and the revenge attacks of the Scythe of Panem terrorists in 3305. The Interstellar Health Organization is collecting samples of Helix and is expected to report on whether it really is a variant of Onion Head in the coming days. Their report will be awaited with interest by lawmakers, health professionals and drug users alike. In an open letter to its pilots, the Pilots' Federation has admitted that it has mislaid the Odyssey blueprints for the PS and Xbox flight control systems, and that it's uncertain when it will be able to open up the Odyssey permits to commanders using those systems. Commander Braben, who is known as the founding father of the Pilots' Federation, explained that only one copy of the blueprints exist, and that it is in three parts. The document is useless unless all three parts are brought together. One part was left on the Aegis Research megaship Alexandria, which went missing on the 3rd of June. And by an extraordinary stroke of bad luck, the second set of blueprints was left aboard the Scrivener's Clan Dredger, which is also, hopefully temporarily, gone missing. 
The last part of the blueprints to enable PS and Xbox commanders to join in the fun can only be obtained as a very rare drop at a small number of surface settlements. Teams of Pilots Federation researchers have been undertaking many missions to these settlements without any of this valuable commodity ever appearing. Work is ongoing to determine what's going wrong and Commander Braben assures members that more updates, content and improvements to the Odyssey experience will be coming soon, with monthly communication on progress as they work on finding those missing blueprint parts. Commander Braben would like us to know, and this may come as a shock to some commanders, that the staff at the Pilots' Federation headquarters are all human, and that they all care very deeply about those who have signed up as members. And he calls on members to be calm and respectful as they proclaim three times that they will never fly for the Pilots' Federation again. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. Thank guys.